Thank you so much, Emily, and thanks to uh, Aaron, who's helping with the uh, Tequanimity crew. <laughs> so, and I feel like uh, doing a traditional Buddhist acknowledgement of we're we're here together. Uh, so the traditional way of doing it is yay! yay, yay. <laughs> so. Welcome. It's, uh, it's wonderful to see a number of people whom I know, and I see some online. I can see a number of the online people here, and um, great to be here. Uh, when they asked me to do today, they, they didn't tell me it was going to be the first one back. They just said, you want to do it? I said, okay. So it's, um, it's powerful to be here, and I, I, thought this, I think it's appropriate uh, given this return to the land, to focus on something quite central. So we'll do a meditation in a moment, but the, the exploration tonight will be about the nature of awakening. And we'll explore that in the meditation in, in a fairly light way, and then in the talk um, in more depth. And so... Let me first invite us, how many people here um, could use some basic instructions in mindfulness practice? How many people are, yeah, are either new or a little bit rusty? Okay, great. So I'll proceed and give some basic instructions, and I'll do so within the framework of talking about awakening. You know, which is the, the goal. Most of you know the name of the Buddha was not his given name, but it's a name which means um, the awakened one. And so it's a metaphor. Awakening is a metaphor for coming out of greed, hatred, and delusion. Coming out of one's confusion to a place, we might say, of wisdom, and love and skillful action manifesting as coming from the nature of one's being. And there's a very simple model, at least simple in concept, called the seven factors of awakening, which I'll touch on this evening. And this is, these are seven qualities which, when they're developed, help one to awaken. There are qualities which are both the expression of awakening and they help to develop awakening. The Buddha once said that uh, one who develops these factors slants, slopes, and inclines towards Nibbana and awakening. Nibbana is the name of the deepest state of awakening. And really, it's uh, another name for, we might say, the sacred. And those, the seven factors are ones that will be familiar to many or most of us. The first is mindfulness. The second is inquiry and investigation, looking more carefully at one's experience. The third is energy and resolve and determination, 
It's really having the energy to keep on practicing, to keep on looking. The fourth is joy and bliss. Anyone up for that? Okay. <laughs> okay. It comes to the territory. Okay. And then the, uh, the fifth is tranquility, a mind that's quiet. The sixth is concentration. And the seventh is equanimity, a balance with whatever comes up. You know, being able to be with all the variety of human experience with relative balance. It's a learning process. And so in giving core instructions in mindfulness, I'll touch immediately on two of these seven factors. Namely, first, developing concentration or stability of mind. And then secondly, mindfulness. So let me invite you first to find a posture that you can keep for about the next 20, 25 minutes. You want to have a good connection with the floor or ground. Generally, the spine's straight. Heart area open as much as possible. And also can be helpful to invite your intention for meditation or for practice in general. Take 30 seconds and invite the intention that brings you here. Invite it to be with you. And then our practice of awakening can be understood in a very simple way as first seeing what gets in the way of being present, gets in the way of being mindful, of being concentrated, gets in the way of those qualities. When we get confused or lost, lost in thought or caught in reactivity, being judgmental, whatever. So we see what gets in the way of the awakening qualities, and then we cultivate the awakening qualities. And that's it. That could be the talk. (laughs) But we'll have a little more. And so the initial instructions are twofold. First, in developing more concentration or stability of mind, and second, in seeing clearly with mindfulness what's happening. Typically, we develop concentration by focusing on what we often call an anchor, a part of our experience typically that we can be aware of at the level of the senses that is 
mostly always there. We can focus on it. And we can notice when the mind wanders. Very commonly, we focus on the breath, where the breath is easiest to follow. We might focus on the breath at the area of the nostrils, staying with the sensations of breathing. We might be aware of the breath at the area of the heart, the lungs expanding, contracting, the movement there. We might be aware of the breath with the belly. And some people even like to keep their hand on the belly. And if we're staying with the breath, we stay with the sensations of breathing. We might make a mental note in, out, maybe 5% of the attention on the label and 95% on the sensations. Whenever the mind wanders, we notice that and we come back. We could also focus if the breath doesn't work so well or for some people who maybe have a history of asthma, the breath won't be emotionally neutral. So we want the focus area to be relatively neutral emotionally. So we might be aware of the hands touching or the feet on the floor or the contact with the chair or cushion. We could also be aware of sound. And in all of this, we stay with the focus area at the level of sensation, just letting it be as much as possible, letting the breath be natural. When the mind wanders, we notice that and come back over and over again. And in doing so, we both get a sense of where the mind goes, where the attention goes. We also have a sense of developing more stability. And then the second set of instructions are for mindfulness. When we have some degree of stability... For some of us, that might be after five minutes or 10 minutes, some maybe less time. Some people, we might be relatively scattered the whole time, and that's fine. We can just stay with the anchor for many of the breath. And that was for my first three years, that was my main practice, mostly just being with the breath and coming back over and over again. When we have some stability, then we stay with the anchor, this main focus area, whatever it is. We stay with it, following the instructions that I've just given. And then when the mind goes somewhere else, we try to notice where it's gone. Sometimes we'll notice planning, And as soon as we notice it, the planning stops, then we go back to the breath or some other focus area. Sometimes we notice that we're off the focus area and it keeps on going. Maybe I have have had a difficult conversation yesterday, I'm reviewing it. And I notice it and it keeps on going. Then I can make it the new focus area, and stay with it as long as it's predominant. 
I can be with it at the level of the emotion. Let me notice the emotions happening. Oh, some irritation. Let me just be with that. Notice how it is in the body. Notice the emotions. Notice the thoughts or narratives. Not to try to figure things out, but as long as it's predominant on its own, stay with it. When it's no longer predominant, or we're not sure what's predominant, then we come back. And similarly, if we have body sensations that are strong, we can be with those as long as they're predominant and not causing damage. As long as they're in the workable range for our mindfulness, not overly intense. We can stay with that as long as it's predominant. And then when it's no longer predominant, we're not sure we come back. And when something lasts for a while, we can explore it, bringing in this uh, quality of uh, awakening called inquiry, just noticing what's there. I'm reliving this dialogue from yesterday. What are my emotions? Let me notice, stay with them. What's going on at the level of the body? That's bringing in the... In, the awakening factor of inquiry. And so with these instructions, we notice when we're distracted, we come back, and in doing so, we develop these three awakening factors, concentration, mindfulness, and inquiry. And the others will come as well, but I'm naming those three just to let us know that we're developing these crucial factors. The Buddha talked about the seven factors of awakening as the seven precious gems. So we'll continue now in silence.
As we continue to sit quietly, just noticing if the mind wanders and coming back over and over again. Knowing that as we come back over and over again, we're developing samadhi or concentration. As we track what's happening moment to moment, we're developing mindfulness or sati. As we look carefully at what's happening in the present moment, we're developing inquiry or investigation. And as we have the energy to keep on coming back, we're developing resolve and determination. These are four of the seven factors of awakening that will in a gradual way, bring us to awaken more and more.
We'll have about a 10-minute break now. And the invitation is to uh, keep present as much as possible, whatever comes next. Okay, so we'll come back at five minutes after the hour, uh, five minutes after eight, and we'll begin the talk then. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.